0: Luanne, distracted by the hovering crowd of women patting her and clucking sympathetically, nodded and waved vaguely toward him. The nephew, who stood near his aunt holding a bottle of beer, glanced toward Avery. Their eyes met, and Avery felt a strange clench in his gut. The guy gave a barely perceptible nod, his mouth curving in the barest hint of a smile. A kind of recognition passed between them, a knowledge that needed no words. Avery knew, as those brown eyes raked his body like he owned him, that the nephew was receiving the same telepathic message. He's gay. It took a sheer act of will to break the contact between them, but somehow Avery managed to turn away. Who cared if the guy was gay? He was just passing through, a city boy with soft hands who would never look twice at the hired hand. A day or two of comforting the aunt and scoping out his uncle's will, and the guy would be long gone. Meanwhile, Avery had a horse ranch to run, and no one to help him do it. He walked down the long path that led from the main house toward the stables, pulling off the confining suit jacket and tie as he went, He'd just check on Macy before riding the tractor over to his cabin, located at the southern edge of the hundred-acre ranch, secluded behind a copse of tall pines. The ranch offered breeding and stud service, plus boarding. Two men could manage the average twelve to fifteen or so horses, usually in the stable. But it was definitely too much work for one to handle alone. Avery hoped Luann didn't drag her heels on getting him help. He unbuttoned his shirt and pulled it off as he entered the stable, which was cool in comparison to the hot August sun. "'Hey, Macy, how you doing? How's little Smokey?' If only Charlie could have hung on long enough to meet the new colt. Four days prior, while life was ebbing from Charlie Reed, A new life was starting in the stall. Macy foaled a long-legged, wobbly colt who struggled to stand and plopped down again, only to try again and this time succeed. Now Smokey was nursing at the mare's teat. Macy looked over at the sound of Avery's voice and gave a toss of her head, as if to say, "'My boy is doing fine.' "'Avery smiled, much relieved that the funeral service was over "'and he could get back to the tasks at hand. "'He would bury the sadness of losing Charlie "'by throwing himself into his work. "'The horses needed him. "'That's what Charlie would have reminded him, and it was true. "'They needed to hire a new hand before too long. "'George Harlan was looking for a permanent position.' He was in his forties and knew his way around a ranch as well as anyone. Avery had always liked him and felt bad when the ranch he'd been working at for so many years had shut down. It would feel good, too, he couldn't deny it, to be the boss at last, the one in control. He handed Macy a small apple he'd snatched from a fruit bowl in Luann's kitchen, patted her nose, and turned to go. New Colt? Avery was startled by the sound of a man's voice. He looked up to see the nephew standing at the door, his jacket slung over his shoulder, his tie gone and several buttons of his fancy striped shirt open at the throat. "'Yeah,' Avery replied tersely, aware his mouth was suddenly dry. The man entered the stable and looked around. Boy, this place brings back memories. I spent some of the best summers of my life on this ranch. Avery didn't reply. He kept his body averted, not certain if the erection that had again leaped to life in the guy's presence was showing. He wished he hadn't taken off his shirt. The guy stepped closer, so close Avery could smell his cologne. He extended his hand. I'm J.D. Reed, Charlie and Luanne's nephew.